ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito Headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the Art of Fighting BS Podcast. We do not need that many vaccines. Are you sure on some planet your style is quite impressive? But the is, this is Earth. What's up, everybody? Frost here, and like a lot of podcasts, right now we are recording this remotely. Everybody in the show is at their home, so we're just trying to keep our social distancing, which basically means the audio is going to be kind of crappy, but we're doing our best with that. And speaking of which, social distancing, whatnot, we have masks on sale on the website. We only have a handful of them. But, um, yeah, I think you'll, you'll appreciate that. So check them out while they're there. And if you're listening to this down the road after they're all gone, well, too freaking bad. Whatever. Anyway, on with the show. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the next episode of the official Art of Fighting BS podcast. This evening, starring Frost. Alon Z. JNP. Goody. Bullshito.net co-founder and expert on all things. Expert in all things performance enhancement. <laughs> Roy, you're a douchebag. And I am his I. You're incompetent, though. What's up, man? Oh, Jesus. Alright, good start. Good start. Yeah, I feel like that was a strong start. Ninth time's a charm. We did well. Yep. So, a quick, quick background. Um, back in the day, when in, in, in Bolsito's previous incarnation, um, Roydy was one of the founding members, also went by IC I Choke You, um, for the old school members that listen to uh, to this podcast, all two of them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but he's got a, you know, a colorful past, kind of, to a certain extent, you know, grew up on the site like some other people. So, but uh, now he's a font of wisdom and all things steroids. Yeah, well, uh, that, um, that basically was born out of, uh, well, for one thing, injuries that stacked up over time. And then actually just watching as, uh, like, when the UFC first started testing and everybody was getting roasted for the same things. And, like, uh, like I don't know how, what percentage it was, but it was, it had to be over three quarters of the first, you know, like 20 guys to get busted was for Nanderlone, DECA. Right? So, uh, I, I looked into that and uh, and noticed that uh, it um, it actually had some medical literature backing it up as a uh, as an effective drug for healing soft tissue and that uh, I, I talked to some uh, like medical professionals I knew and they, they agreed that that was like well that was legitimate and so uh, that's what got me into it but then then I just kind of like a lot of stupid people got uh, kind of addicted to the idea that I could just be stronger and stronger by taking more and more drugs. And uh, so I plumbed the depths of how dumb that could be. So what I actually thought I'd start out with uh, talking about is uh, things that people take for strength that are bullshit. So, uh, 
in this category, you got um, pretty much any monkey piss that you're going to walk into a store and buy over the counter that says it's going to magically, you know, skyrocket your test level or, uh, you know, just cause some massive strength gain. Either there's some sketchy bullshit in it or... And and that's all that's working for you, not any of the legitimate ingredients. Or it's just a placebo. It's uh, it's not going to do too much. It might help you a little bit. And, uh, you know, in the same way that you'd expect, you know, some other mild herbal supplement to to help the function of something, you know, like, t- you know, making sure you have adequate vitamin levels and so on. But it's not going to make you a superhero. Um Next on, so, uh, fuck GNC, basically. Yeah, well, although, with some exceptions, because you still do have things like, uh, you know, essential amino acids that can be useful for, uh, <clears throat> and, and not essential ones, but they can be, you know, useful for, like, uh, increased blood flow or, um, like, uh, creatine. Don't the branch chain amino acids, the BCAAs, actually, I mean, not that they have yeah. steroid effects, but they have good no. protein powder? Yeah, well, they, 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 um, uh, facilitate, um, uptake of the, you know, protein into the muscle. Like, they, 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 uh, like, leucine, um, allows that to happen more, you know, more smoothly. It's, uh, it, it speeds it up kind of thing. So in theory, but, but the thing is though, if you're not a high performance athlete, if you haven't just done a very hard workout that requires, uh, like way above average amount of protein to be processed, then what you're actually doing is drinking some fancy Kool-Aid for adults. that's socially acceptable. Um, so, so, um, it, it, like they have the, that's, it can like that so useful just with gin and tonic after a workout. Oh, uh, well, no, no, like no, after the workout, no problem. But if you think you're going to just drink BCAAs all day and it's going to make you jacked, then, you know, you're just fooling yourself. Um, uh, like I would, uh, I would say, you know, creatine definitely can be helpful. Um, you know, retaining more water in your in your muscles, uh, you know, that that's proven to increase strength by a bit, and uh, I think it makes you more resilient to to injury. Everything is just better lubricated, and you're actually uh, like there's. I've heard that there are some studies recently that it actually can help improve cognitive function too, because it, uh, just like with more water retention in general throughout your body, your nerves, you know, your central nervous system can fire faster, like make a better connection. Um, but, uh, you do actually find your neurons when you are dehydrated, the, the, the water facilitates a, a greater degree of efficiency in neuronal, neuronal firing. So if you're dehydrated, your neurons do actually fire a little slower because there's not as much liquid medium to transmit the signals. Right. So there's more resistance, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, that's that made sense to me for, for that reason. But I didn't, uh, 
But yeah, I've heard it from a couple of uh, guys that, well, actually, one guy is really into uh, day trading. So for him, like, nootropics are a big deal, and he was excited about this. But I didn't look into it extensively myself. So, um, like, that's, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But it, it, you know, it passed the logic test for me because better hydration should mean a better electrical connection. Um, right. And this is a marginal difference. Like we're talking. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, when you've got all the wiring, heart, miles and miles and miles, thousands of miles of hard wiring in the brain, it has a cumulative effect, so to speak. So. Yeah. Well, I noticed like if I'm really dehydrated and then I, you know, like rehydrate myself effectively quickly, I do notice there's a, there is a difference in, in cognitive function for me at least a bit. And I found that that's really sort of gotten worse as I get older. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I just feel like brain fog if I get dehydrated throughout the day. Um, so I will say this as an aside real quick. If in the morning you drink a big glass of water, it has all kinds of beneficial effects. It helps lubric- literally lubricate your organs. It's really basic, but it, it actually makes a difference, especially now that I, who am, you know, according compared to you, <laughs> Mr. McDouchebag, ancient, <laughs> you know, 50 plus, it makes more of a difference now that, you know, if I drink a big glass of water. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I feel I The older feel you get, you get fact, the yeah. less resilience you have. Yes, exactly. And so anything that adds resilience is, is a good thing. And so I think... Creatine is one of the the few things that I would say is, you know, a great idea for really anyone just to, you know, to add that extra bit of lubrication and and um, you know, what, like what water to the to the muscle and and if it helps your cognitive function too, then great. But even if it's just for the muscle, there's a ton of research that shows that it's beneficial for that. Um, then there's you got things like uh, pro hormones, like these became popular in the 2000s, and uh, like for a while there, they weren't uh, regulated at all. Um, you could just buy them, you know, like at GNC or places like that. And then they realized that really what what they were was just uh, like a much more toxic version of taking steroids because it would just uh convert into like different steroids like artificial hormones once once it was uh digested but it had to be processed by your liver and it was just like the you know you could you could track that it it would give uh rats liver cancer like pretty rapidly and it's just like there's a mountain of evidence that that shows that they're awful, but because there's a couple of them that were more anabolic and energetic than even some of the strongest steroids, they're still popular with some like retarded knuckleheads who just care about you know that one big lift. Um, and we're still talking about over-the-counter stuff. Right? And then not anymore. These became gray market because they uh, like they got 
or they were gray market to begin with, never like FDA approved or anything, but just considered like a herbal supplement or something. And then well, are you talking about tribulus or what? I mean, no, no, tribulus I put in the just not very useful, but it's a herbal thing. The pro hormones, they tried to big like piggyback them into the, those categories, but really these were analogs of illegal drugs, right? Oh, so like you, Andro back in the day, right? Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So, that was so a baseball thing, right? They banned that? Yeah, yeah. So all that stuff got banned, but still some, some people still take them, like still buy them on the black market just because they're specifically so strong. Like Superdrawl is is one that guys will still take because it's just so strong that even though it's very toxic, you know, you could just take it a few times and have a dramatic effect. Um, along the same line, uh, in a anabolic steroid that's been black market forever, uh, would be Anadrol. So that's about the strongest uh, commonly taken um, oral steroid. That's the sort of stuff that like Mark Coleman and Mark Kerr used to take, for example. Oh, neat. Uh, you know, like just just the, like when you see those guys where it was, you know, it was before really, uh, you know, they had all the crazy uh, like rules. Well, the, the rule, they, yeah, yeah, but but also it's like the, the these guys weren't bodybuilding on the same level as like modern bodybuilders can now with all the ridiculous cocktails and drugs that they take. They were taking a few basic steroids, but just really, really strong ones. So that that was, you know, the one those guys would take, huh. just to. It's like you a know, wild, wild west. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, area. I just I need to be two hundred and forty pounds, even though I really should never be more than two ten or something, right? Like, if you want to be that guy, that's the. <laughs> but that still better than synthol injections. Yeah, yeah. Although it is the uh, the only anabolic uh, oral steroid proven to give rats liver cancer as well, so there's always that. Not not wait, which one? Anadrol. Yeah. All right, that's off my Christmas card list. Yeah, yeah. So so steer clear of that one. So I I have a I have a quick question while we're on Anadrol. Um, Yep. So you said it's like uh, black market. Right. So does that mean like it's totally illegal everywhere or does that mean that you can get it with a prescription? But uh, you got to have a really good fucking reason. Yeah. Like uh, in some jurisdictions, you would be able to um, get it by prescription. I let me. Uh, and I mean, I I understand you're not an expert on the laws of all countries. No, I, I actually I, I have a pretty good handle on on the laws, just not everywhere. Like, okay, so uh, oh, it looks like in in the states you actually uh, you can get a uh, a prescription for it, and it is used to treat uh, osteoporosis, which would have to be you know. Pretty severe, I would imagine, yeah. or like uh, a- like AIDS wasting syndrome, um, and so this would be like a Golly. you know a limited time kind of uh, just like you you know you're about to die due to 
un- untreated, you know, HIV, didn't realize you had or something. So they give you this for a month or two and it allows your body to hold on to enough muscle not to just waste away and die. Um, but, but not for uh, the kids. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, yeah, because it, it, it is highly toxic and there's just other better uh, drugs that can do similar things. So the, like, People like it as a performance enhancer because it is so dramatically enhancing, but it's like, you know, the cost of entry is pretty high. So I, I don't recommend those, those kind of things. So like, um, I will actually want one more steroid. This is an injectable, so it's not liver toxic, but it has been uh, linked to heart disease is uh trend blown. And uh, that is, it's considered probably the strongest injectable uh, or like commonly used injectable steroids. So that that'll bypass uh, your, your liver um, on the first uh, pass, I guess you're not, it's not constantly circul- circulating through there. Um, so with uh, most in- injectable, you don't have to worry about um, liver toxicity. It's just the other side effects, but in the case of trenbolone, those side effects can be extreme. Like, uh, like ro- roid rage, that term mostly comes from this steroid specifically. Like so you it, mentioned that. Okay, go ahead. I know if you if you got any questions. Fire away. So you you said something very interesting right there a second ago um, that. Um, it's an injectable. It's not as toxic to the liver. Does that mean most injectable steroids are, I mean, obviously, you know, with some degree of control, uh, the manufacturer are not, um, don't have some degree of hepatic toxicity? Uh, it's very, very low with most uh, of the injectable. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, it's really the other, like, you could... I believe you could use them for, uh, you know, for decades without negative effects to the liver. Um, whereas with the oral uh, steroids, basically all are liver toxic too, so like have a toxic to, to a degree, and you know some of them to a dramatic degree, like anadrol or well, that's uh, just because anything that goes into yeah, because your oral tract you you filter through your liver in the first place so yes yeah it's, well it's either your liver or like your stomach or something's gotta something's got to absorb it well so um, anything that you inject is going to be typically in like a saline solution right which your body can process well in this case in, it's in actually the, in the mostly they have to like like put that into some other suspension medium that may be I, I, I'm asking kind of a leading question, so go ahead and answer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with most injectables, you're actually inject like it could be a saline solution. Um, that would be uh, the, like there there is a water soluble testosterone that you can um, inject that way. It has an immediate effect on the injection site, so. It's something that uh, like bodybuilders will use to target muscle growth in a specific muscle group. Um, 
but with uh, with all other injectables, basically, oh, except for actually, uh, there's one other stenazolol or winstrol. That that's another one that's that uh, is commonly water based, but all the rest of them are. Uh, excuse me, one one moment. All the rest of them are uh, oil based. So you inject them into uh, muscle, like intramuscular, and uh, they like the oil will disperse throughout the muscle and. Over time, depending on the ester uh, that you attach the, um, you know, the, the steroid to, it'll break down at different rates. So uh, you could have a fast-acting ester, like a propionate, that would, um, you know, it would absorb within a day or two, depending on the, the compound, or you could have... Uh, like a cypionate that would be closer to a week, or oh shit, Rudy's got chemistry. No. Or <laughs> well, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, I guess. And actually, you know what? At one point, I did have a pretty keen interest in chemistry, but um, it kind of got beat out of me in high school when I got beat up in high school and just stopped liking school. Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, it, it happens. I mean, I was kind of an asshole too. I definitely brought some of it on myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's shocking, but, uh, anyway, so, uh, then you could even like on the extreme end, you could have like an undeclinate, which would be, uh, like can be up to a month. And so, uh, wow. So intramuscular and, and solvency up to a month. Yes. Yes. So you can have, you can have these, uh, yeah, like that, that's pretty rare. Most of them are, you know, 10 days or less. And, and I, and I would say the most common schedule that most guys like to go with is the like weekly you know, where they can, they just know it's, it's about a week, half-life, and they can keep that level where they want it with a weekly injection. Um, but you do actually get a slightly better result per milligram injected with a shorter ester because there's less, uh, like, you lose a lower percentage just in the um, absorption process. Like it's more, it's more a little bit more bioavailable. So, uh, but that means you could be injecting every day or every day or two, and the amount that you can actually dissolve in these injections is uh, is less. Like you're um, like less milligrams per per cc that you're injecting, or they become excruciatingly painful. So. Um, some guys will go with a bit of both, uh, and, um, and because you're like, this is, you know, black market nonsense and the quality control is like, well, that looks good to me after I cooked it up in my bathtub. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, not in every case, but, uh, like you could end up with, uh, situations where you, you know, inject something that's 
not sterile enough or that's thankfully never happened to me but what has happened to me is where they're like oh no the solution just won't it won't dissolve in there let's add more alcohol let's add more alcohol oh just a little bit more alcohol and then it's like injecting liquid fire so um <laughs> like and and you just you don't you're, you're like oh that's that's kind of uncomfortable i must have like gotten too close to a nerve but then sort of halfway through you're like no no, that's not what this is. This is just misery for because it, it'll it'll last for like a week, <laughs> like until you know it dissolves. It's just the alcohol's right there with it, reminding you. So yeah, it's uh, it's like what kind of alcohol? Uh, ethyl isopropyl? No, it is uh, benzo benzopropanol. Benzoin or what is it? Benzoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benzoin or whatever it is. Yeah, benzoin. No, no, that's a drug. Uh, I'm looking for benzos now. No, but actually, benzodiazepines. So that should be the benzo, though, right? Yeah, actually, one one second. I've got a. I have. Well, I have a file here that they decided not to put it on there because there's no regulation that says they have to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, it, it, it contains like, a, you know, like a, a couple of That's a very mild form of alcohol. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just enough to make, like, you put in any infectable yeah. suspension. It's not as much tissue destruction as, like, something like ethyl or uh, isopropyl, if you well, will. I, I wouldn't no, be surprised, though, because we actually, at my lab, we literally have a bottle of Everclear in the flammable cabinet that we use for some shit. And we actually use it. I used it last weekend to, to make a reagents for a stain. Everclear, so. for, yeah, that's not <laughs> proof, man. I mean... I remember when I drank it, I shot it at when I was 18. I'm like, oh, I can feel the tissues down right now. Man, that's what I thought. And then I got this guy a bottle for his birthday one time, and he just opened it up. Although this guy's like 300 pounds, and I think he's like part ogre. But um, he just like guzzled, I don't know, a good quarter of the bottle. Like it was nothing. And then went on, carried on with what he was doing as if nothing awful just happened. So, one, what we learned from that is he's a diehard alcohol, alcoholic, and two, you're, you're not going to avoid the tissue destruction because the, the level of... Our wage is well, no joke when it hits, like, you know, our, you know, our tissue, so... Yeah, see I, see, I didn't know that. I just thought, like, you know, if you draw, if you drop alcohol on, say, your skin... It it doesn't burn. It's you know maybe like dries it out a bit. But I didn't realize it's different for you know internal tissue. Because one time I thought like I wondered what would happen if I took some cocaine and put it into a syringe of vodka, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then because uh, I was like, you set yourself on fire. If, if Steve-O can do stuff like this, I mean, how bad could it really be? I don't remember the cocaine Steve-O never really jackass. did that. <laughs> well, I, 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 nobody remembers it but the guys That's, that were there. Well, that was a subject. Listen, buddy. <laughs> no, but anyway. You're, you're so, not Keith Richards, okay? 
But, uh, yeah, anyways, so, um, I don't think that, uh, you know, like, well, I actually just, I wish the cocaine would have been more numbing because just don't, don't try to put vodka in, in your butt. Never, never do that. Anyway. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Standard orifices, people. Don't put vodka in your butt. And, and, well, and see, the thing is, I had a syringe because, you know, like, I had syringes around for doing steroids. So then I was just like, well, I wonder, I wonder what would happen. And, and then what I found out that what happens is you, uh, you shit blood for three days and, and you just pray for it to stop. Thank you for making me feel better about my life choices. I <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I so what, what was one of the other big highlights that you want to touch on tonight? Okay. So, the, so um, okay. okay. So, uh, I just, th- those are basically the th- things not to do in the strength category. Um, yeah. and then, uh, what I wanted to touch on for, um, more useful things would be uh, you got SARMs that are uh, selective antigen uh, receptor modulators, and so they, uh, they aren't okay. So it's S A R M, like selective antigen receptor modulator modulators. So instead of like a an anabolic steroid. Uh, binding to the the receptor and um, having some wanted anabolic effects, but unwanted androgenic ones. The idea with SARMs was like a next generation steroid that would strictly focus on the anabolics and avoid things like, you know, uh, excessive, you know, male traits so that, you know, in theory, they would be safe for women, and uh, they would, um, you know, not grow any manatees. Yes, exactly, and yeah, and, and like, uh, and, and you wouldn't get like, you know, hairy like an ape and stuff like that. So, um, anyways, what ended up happening was they're still very similar to steroids, but there's uh, like. There's a couple of them that I, I found were fairly useful and uh, a little less, um, you know, provide less side effects, or side effects compared to similar steroids that had similar positive effects. So uh, that would be like Osterine. That's that's one that's worth looking into. It uh, it mostly uh, promotes uh, like lean. Lean muscle growth and uh, better vascularity, and it does. It's not going to make you into some big monster or anything. Just you know, just stronger and leaner. Um, yeah, so some Lance Armstrong kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and along that same line, with in an anabolic steroid, you've got uh, Anavar, and that is one that I think like that they prescribe at anti aging clinics. They prescribe it to uh, to HIV patients. Um, it's considered safe for women to take at low doses without uh, androgenic effects. Um, so that that's one that's actually worth looking into for the average person, just as they get older, to maintain 
you know, m- muscle density and, and strength and, you know, that, cause that can be the difference between, you know, having strong enough stabilizers that you, you just about roll your ankle, but you know, you were able to catch yourself or, you know, you got a severe sprain, a couple of fractures and, you know, you're spending weeks sitting around getting flabbier. So, um, that, that, that I would say along with like Austrian seem to have similar effects to me anecdotally, but there's a lot less, uh, literature backing that up. So Anavar is, is sort of a, a safe bet, medically speaking, as far as I can tell. And that's, you know, something that you can research relatively well. Um, can you please define androgenic effects for our audience? Okay. So androgenic. <laughs> okay. So, so anabolic effects are like strict, right. But, uh, and androgenic is, uh, like male, like ma- making you more of a man. So, if you're a guy, that might be attractive to you. You might not mind. Like, I didn't used to be able to grow in a full beard, but now I can. Um, I, uh, like, you know, the um, more, uh, like, aggression in some situations or, like, confidence or these are all things that, that can be androgenic effects of steroids. But, uh you, you, you know, you want to know that that's going to be an effect for one thing. And then obviously avoid giving those sort of drugs to anyone who doesn't desire those effects. Right. So, um, that, that's something that, uh, like is a risk for women looking at using, uh, performance enhancing drugs is that they'll often be passed off because, Anavar is a more expensive steroid to produce. Uh, a lot of black market, like shitty dealers, will substitute low doses of stronger, more an- anabolic, androgenic uh, steroids as uh, and then sell it as Anavar, and then women end up, you know, growing Adam's apples and having a clitinus and. <laughs> All kinds of uh, other. Is that the medical stuff. term for that? Is that- uh, no, I, I coined that myself. <laughs> although <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that from A and P. That yeah, I, I made that one up, and um, it was That's a print stick. I'm, I'm totally going to use uh, the um, you know women uh, in question who had one. So I, I, I feel that uh, you know I've got a, a good claim to. Uh, Coin the coin the term. Right. Um, so it's better than like what they use for female hyena is pseudo penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just it's not the fish in the boat. That is Papa Gordon. Female hyenas or male incels? Man, that must like can you that that just why would why would evolution do that? <laughs> like make something give birth through a dick. I mean, they already make us do that with kidney stones sometimes. That's bad um, enough. Have you heard of cloacas? Why, why, why would nature do something where, <clears throat> you know, you impregnated and shook through the same hole? Or even worse, you only got one hole and everything happens to that hole. So, you know, well, I mean, depends on how far up the evolutionary For a lot of people, everything <laughs> happens in that hole anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're called Republican Trump. Trump. The internet. Oh, 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 oh,
I broke on in here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nothing but glass. Nothing but glass. So what else? I mean, what else do we want to talk about? Okay, so then uh, running down the list of like uh, progressively a little bit more side effects and stuff, but uh, still maybe worth uh, a look would be Winstrol. Like that's uh, what Ben Johnson got busted for when he uh, won at the Olympics. Um, It really promotes hard lean muscle. Like Phil Baroni, when he he, uh, looked really jacked, he got busted for that. And when he had like sort of cardio for. Does it make you want to get jean shorts? Is that a. Is that a, a side effect? I think that that might have been way too much testosterone <laughs> dipping into, uh, you know, aromatizing into estrogen. I think that's... Yeah, we, just, we will never mention shorts on this program again. Okay, so talk to me about more steroids, please. Okay, please. okay so, uh, so then um, we've got testosterone. Testosterone is something that every guy over 35 should probably be thinking about. What is their level? Is it uh, is it where they want to be? And um, that, that's 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 my yeah. Number. You're past your prime. Nine fifty is pretty solid, y'all. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're happy with it, and obviously, like you know, you you keep yourself in shape. You're not uh, you're not one of the people who's worried that you know, like that ankle rolling is going to be you know a life ending event. Um, but for some of those people who are in the middle and they don't really pay that much attention to the shape they're in, but they still do enough things that are risky enough to fuck themselves up. Like those, like guys that ride quads on the weekend, but they're kind of fat. Like that guy should really think about his testosterone. Cause that can be the difference between, you know, career ending injury or you get back on your, Shitty quad. You're saying when I got hit by a car recently and rolled off, I'm okay. Yeah. Going under. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Think about that. Like that. Like I. uh, There's a. I've been in. um, In three or two head-on collisions and one. uh, One time I got hit on my bike. Like I got hit, and um, like launched. Uh, into the ditch, and um, I walked away every time because you know, like I had enough muscle to keep all the parts of me attached to each other. But how much of that was routine, like your falling skill? <laughs> that you know I what? Actually, I tell you what, when I, when the, when the bike accident happened, definitely that helped because I immediately like tucked and rolled and. Um, as it turns out, like, I thought I just went for a somersault, but the guy riding behind me was like, no, no, when, like, the back end came up, it launched, like, a catapult, and you went flying, like, like, 20 feet in the air, and, like, about 50 feet, you know, forward, and that's when you hit the ground and started tumbling, but it, to me, it just felt like, you know, I, I did a bit of a longer jump onto the mat before I, you know, went into my somersault. Um, I mean, the like the bike armor and stuff definitely helped that, but it wasn't like some kind of traumatic, horrible thing. But like for a lot of people, it'd just be like you know, and then they get this whole ridiculous whiplash and can't walk, and you know, just sit around. I've been ruined at fifty miles an hour, and I was fine. Like 
absolutely fine. And I pretty much am sure that that had to do with the fact that I kept myself in good enough shape that my, you know, musculoskeletal system yeah. held me intact during that, right? So, yeah, yeah. And, and there's been some other things that have happened. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Like, I think, uh, I think that uh, that should affect your your car insurance massively. If you're in shape, it should be like instant, like huge discount for you because you're not going to be that piece of like fat piece of garbage that almost dies from a fender bender and then like, you know, has a giant medical bill. Well, we should like extrapolate that all the way out to any sort of public service whatsoever. Cause you're, you're less likely to consume any, you know, service if you're in good shape. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Especially up there in Canada. Yeah, we're where, the territory, yeah. Like, that's where I, I mean, here we've got, uh, you know, single payer healthcare, which I think is, it's really unfortunate and stupid because uh, it's only single payer. Like, that's it. There isn't a private option. You don't have another choice. If you don't like what you're getting, you can go to the States. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is. Episode, not, yes. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. So let, let's not get too sidetracked. But yeah, it's just uh, yeah. I, I don't even mind that we have it. I just wish it was a little bit better for people who weren't such pieces of shit. Anyway, um, so so uh, okay. So then, um, so after testosterone, keep you together during Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like strong people are harder to kill. Yes, exactly. Like your weakness be your weakness. That was Mark Ripetone. Wrong mustache. so what else? What else we got? So okay, so so then uh, after that we got uh, coming back to what I mentioned at the start of the episode, uh, nandrolone, like uh, nandrolone to cannabate. Um, that is. Uh, like to quote, uh, like a medical professional who um, came to me when uh, he blew his shoulder out. He said, uh, "Like I need this right now. It's the best thing, you know, that there is for stitching back together soft tissue injuries. Like how fast can you get yourself?" Um, because he, you know, he could read the literature. He knew, and it's it's uh, like when I. I had a similar injury. I, uh, like, uh, dropped a fridge on myself, caught it like a baseball. It, you know, stopped it from smashing my face, I guess, but it blew my shoulder up. And uh, going to physio, they basically six weeks weeks into a 12-week, pro like, uh, rehab program, they said, like, there's not much left for you to do here. Like, this is insane. It's like, you know, you've completely recovered. And actually, what I had to wait for was just the, for the um, the cartilage itself to uh, to heal, uh, you know, a little bit more, so that there wasn't like uh, constant swelling when I went to use it. But all the muscle, all the like, rotator cuffs, it all stitched back together. Um, it was, and I mean, this is like getting key lock to Bolivian. Like, <laughs> uh, it was just. Like it, my 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 palm went, you know, facing like behind me, kind of thing. Um. So uh, after that, I 
I put a lot of faith in that. I found that it was great anytime I suffered like a, a bad uh, soft tissue injury. It's it's just really helped. And so I think it can have some uh, like estrogenic uh, aromatization and so on and uh, have some side effects, but you don't need to take it in a high dose like bodybuilders do to have the therapeutic effect that it has. And uh, it can provide a lot of benefit. It's, it's um it was developed for osteoarthritis in in women actually so it's uh as far as the you know the power of the positive effects go the side effects are quite minimal dramatic pause dramatic uh, yeah so, so uh any, any yeah so I, I i definitely have um kind of a nebulous unformed question but i was curious about um how um, being a regular or occasional user of any kind of steroids uh, may play into the addiction mindset and what kind of experiences you may have witnessed there and, and uh, you know, what, what you can talk about along those lines. Uh, yeah, for, I mean, I've definitely had uh, addiction issues with other um, drugs, so... I have some understanding of that uh, topic. Um, and I would say in relation to steroids, the most addictive would be like testosterone just because it affects your state of mind so much. Like you feel you, you, you have more willpower, you have uh, more, like you feel like more of a man, you feel more powerful. Like you just, and I mean, that can be good. It can be, um, it, it can be, uh, just one, one sec. Out. We'll cut this out. Get out of here. Cause I'm in the middle of recording something. Sorry about that. Okay. So, so it, so it, it has all kinds of dramatic effects on your, you know, on your mentality. So it's, uh, you know, that when, when that goes away, it isn't just like, Oh, my muscles are shrinking. It's also like, I feel like a bitch. So <laughs> it can be, uh, like that can be habit forming. Um, but with the other ones, it's mostly just, uh, more to do, you know, if you get, uh, depend, if you, if you let your self esteem or, or uh, image ride on how big your muscles are and then they aren't as big anymore, then you get depressed. And then so that, that, you know, it kind of plays into that as well, like all of them do. So that, that can drive people to just try and take more and more to get bigger and bigger. And that's, you know, I would compare that to, you know, similar to like anorexia in reverse, right? Well, yeah, it's body dysmorphia. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. So, so that that's the extreme end of, of uh, you know, sort of the addiction end of of steroids. But there's a there's a middle ground there where there's guys who are just addicted to that rush they get from taking tests, and you know, it's not so tied just to uh, body image. They just like being douchebags. Yeah. I <laughs> affected your mental quality of mind, state of mind, 
like that. That's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because, well, I mean, think about what it was like if you can cast your mind back to being in puberty. Like, because that, you, you're, you're recreating that level of testosterone flowing around your mind and and through and when you get past that effective level that you were at at your peak of puberty that's where the rate of diminishing returns kicks in so what you're really doing and the easiest way for anyone to identify with it is that so you got to think like how short was your temper how, uh, because it's going to be as short as that if you take enough testosterone. Just because you are wiser and you understand that's what's happening, it won't make you less angry. You'll just understand why you're angry. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it, uh, it can... The more you... So, sorry, what was that? I said the more you know in the little star. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Th that's actually a really um, ignored part of it. Like, what gets the attention is oh, like roid rage, blah blah. blah. Like, yeah, there's there's a bit of that, but it's more like what I'm saying about you know, like you you're probably going to be more short tempered, but that doesn't mean you're just going to be angry all the time. Like you know, most teenage boys aren't just balls of rage. You know, they, so you're not going to immediately go kill your family. Like that one professional wrestler guy, what was his name? Um, shit. Uh, Chris Benoit. 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 Oh, yeah. No, oh yeah. No, but, but I tell you what, like the, uh, combination. See, I've, uh, I mean, I've definitely never been in that state of mind, but I threw, uh, like, Issues with uh, PTSD and then um, doing like drinking and doing drugs to try and sort of avoid actually dealing with that properly, uh, further deteriorate because you know you can get uh, like stimulant psychosis if you take you know stimulants too much too often, and it kind of it, it erodes your mental state to the point where you kind of like you almost have like artificial schizophrenia. Um, or, or you can, you know, you're approaching that point. And, um, so that combined with taking th that, like that trend shit, I was like, it's not like I was going to do it, but I was like, oh, now I understand why he felt that way. <laughs> like, because I, well, and also then just the combination of ridiculous drugs they had him on because they, he, they had him on, uh, like, you know, handfuls of Xanax and then, and then all this stuff where he's like, you know, horribly angry, but then you give him something that's supposed to calm him down, but it also, you know, like it, it kind of messes with your ability to remember what you're doing or what's going on, especially you add a couple drinks to that. And then... You know, that's how people, like, you know, drink and take Ambien and, like, go right on the wall with your lipstick, even though they're, you know, like, a, an adult. Or, or, or a racist tweet, you know. Uh. Or a racist tweet, <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, or, you know, that's, like, I think that's kind of, there was a, 
a cocktail of bad life decisions and just insane amounts of all kinds of drugs that should never be mixed with each other. Okay. But with regards to the stimulants though, I mean, you, somebody that's on stimulants and let's just say they're, they're in their seventies and you know, they lifelong stimulant user. And um, you know, so they should like look at testosterone, especially if they have like, let's just say hypothetically the keys to uh, nuclear codes. Yeah, that would be a little uh, sketchy um, okay. to say the least. And yeah. And, and the thing, Oh, like it, it may like stimulants like that. After a while, and even just taking like, um, you know, like let's say you just take uh, 80, like ADD med- medication, right? Like Adderall or, okay. I mean. Or yeah, oh, European Sudafed. Yes. Yeah. Which is actually the same as what we have here. We like we, that we, we have the, the stronger Sudafed here. And I'm like, I know guys that take that. Because they, like, they know it has that effect, you know, like, they take it as kind of a performance enhancer. Yeah. Um, but if you take it for like weeks, then you just, you like, and I'm just saying weeks, not months or years, you turn into this like angry, paranoid, like everybody's out to get you and yeah, you're better than everyone and, you know, yeah, executive orders and. I, I guess I, I'm making an illusion because I, I have not yet said the thing. So no, I, I, I said just, it for you. Yeah, I it for no, you. I, I, I must have missed that. But, you know, I, I actually, uh, I would say probably um, they should probably be giving Biden more of whatever Trump's getting because uh, clearly he could use it. Um, <laughs> Get Biden on the new tropics. Hook him up to Joe Rogan. Yeah, 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 tropics and, and like some, like you know, alpha like, my dude. Well, well, and I mean, geez, like he, if anybody needs some like testosterone, it's him. He looks like if he fell and like if, if he fell on his head, it would just like split open like a watermelon. Like, uh, yeah, like that guy, he barely looks like his skin is holding together. Like, I mean, at least it's not orange, but it's less sad. Better to have somebody who'd shatter on the ground or just kind of bounce and roll. <laughs> I mean, is that what you wanted a president? Is that what this is coming no. down to? Okay, I'm gonna, we're, fuck, I cannot help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. We can cut this out. You know, Whatever. all I heard was that Test will make a better president. That's all I just heard. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I actually think, like, maintaining, see, it's the, like, Test. You could run away with it just like, you know, lots of drugs of abuse, or you could maintain just a healthy level for, say, a 35-year-old throughout your life. And that, although I have seen some concerning things about, like, guys who have, say, a pre-existing heart condition, it might not be so good for them, some of them, but then for others, it seems to help, so... uh, it's, you know, I mean, if you had issues with your heart, basically you probably want to be careful and do a lot of research. But other than that, it just seems like it's probably better to, it's just like, you know, if you all of a sudden started losing the ability to hold on to the same amount of vitamin C, but there is some way that you could, you know, supplement your vitamin C levels so that they would stay at a, you know, a more youthful level, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But a lot of people seem to, you know, kind of associate 
test with like you know with steroids or with some kind of illicit drug and so it's like scary or something well no well, i mean so women I, get gonna... estrogen replacement therapy and dudes can get testosterone replacement therapy to ease their transition into fucking senescence or you can just say fuck it and figure it out for yourself so it's this is one of those gray areas where i philosophically don't think it should be as locked down as it is for for dudes that you know because i I'm, i see right. all these guys walking around here you know looking like they're like like six months pregnant and you know they would benefit <laughs> from that <laughs> yeah well, yeah yeah exactly because what well, especially guys because there's um not everybody who ends up in bad shape is necessarily just like lazy but there's a lot of jobs where you know, it's a physical hard job. And by the end of the day, you're just beat and you don't have the, you know, necessarily the energy physically or mentally to then also go and work out. Well, yeah. Or but, even worse, the ones that are mentally draining and you get no physical activity whatsoever. Yes, yes exactly. So for those people, if they just took something like, you know, Anavar, then all, any like any little bit of exercise they got would always be building a little bit of muscle. Like even you know they walk up and down a flight of stairs, it's still like it would help them infinitely more than it normally would, and so they'd hold on to a lot more of their you know meager fitness that they did have. Or for guys who uh, do you know hard hard physical work, um, you know as they get into well. I mean, I feel it at my age, if I, you know, if I have to do uh, a lot of hard labor for more than a few weeks in a row, stuff starts getting pretty achy if I'm not taking anything to take the edge off of those aches. But if I do, if I can keep everything, you know, like a little better lubricated and, um, you know, just give myself that uh, bit quicker healing time on on soft tissue, then... I, I don't get bogged down with those injuries. It's like I have time to heal from one before the next one comes. Uh, so that's, you know, that's where I think it can be useful at, you know, I, I just think there's not, a, there's not that many people out there looking at it as like a longevity and, uh, you know, just resiliency issue and there's you got all these like meatheads bodybuilders who are just like you know take all the drugs and then um on the other end there's like like trt but i think in the middle there you could have you know sort of a anti-aging kind of thing where it's more like hrt where you add some of the synthetic ones that are a little bit better at one thing or another like like deca for example like mandalone Especially if you have an injury, like I think it should be like uh, like antibiotics. You don't take them all the time just because you might get sick. But if you get sick enough, you take you know you take the antibiotics if they're going to help you. And that's how I feel it should be. You know, if you get a brutal you know like ACL tear, then why would you not want to give yourself the best chance of it? You know, healing back to normal. But uh, there's just, I think there's still too much resistance from, do at least here, I don't know what it's like there, but 
here, if you go to the doctor and say, hey, you know, like I blew my knee out, can I get some DECA? They're probably going to laugh at you. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we have like, we have like male health clinics and shit like that. Um, but I wanted to take uh, just about 30 seconds to say, number one, uh, I wanted to make sure that we addressed kind of what you already brought up was that there is um, a strong correlation between uh, any kind of tea therapy and having a heart condition as being a really bad combination. Uh, but number two, uh, and most importantly, is that nothing on this podcast should be construed as medical advice. You should consult your doctor before you take anything, uh, or else it's on your ass. It's not on us. We're telling you yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And all the information that I'm giving is based on, I mean, on the, the scant, uh, legitimate um, like research that I've been able to a have access to and b understand, and so you're talking about like a small percentage of a small percentage. Um, but uh, the because the problem is that there isn't a lot of um, ongoing useful research about you know what the. Uh, the long-term effect of a low dose of DECA would be on, um, like, uh, just say a a guy after age 35 who just didn't want to be weak and frail. I mean, like there's not, there's not a lot of that kind of thing. So, but like you say, I, I think it would be nice if people could just make more of their own decisions. And I, I think in sports, it's, uh, like it's it's a little. We could do a whole all, other podcast. On we could do a whole other podcast about that, but I, I think it's it's gotten a little bit uh, silly with you know as far as how how in depth they're getting with their testing for that for that goes. But um, anyways, uh, the, point is, the point is to 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 our listening audience is that we are relating life experiences not necessarily, you know, accredited academic studies. That's yeah, what we're trying to stress. Yes, yeah. And, and I actually, I would like to stress that everyone should do their own research as well. And there are, there are actually not that many medical doctors who know much better than, uh, like, a lot of lay people because it's not their specialty whatsoever. And there's no reason for them to have ever uh, researched it. So you could go to your family doctor and they could be, you know, just as ignorant as any of us, but that doesn't mean that anything I'm saying is medically valid at all. Like everybody should, uh, should try to poke holes in everything that I say because if there are any to find, like, I, I don't want you to not find them. <laughs> that, the other thing that's really valid. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that was sort of the whole point of, uh, you know, the entire project of Bullshito was to, you know, exchange useful information and then apply Occam's razor, right? Exactly. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that Individual physiology reacts differently to different drugs, just like um yes, yes, for sure. All day, and the other guy can just get a whiff of them and go into minor anaphylactic shock. So, just because you know, 
individual A has a tremendously beneficial experience from steroid A, doesn't mean individual B is going to have yes. it, right? So yeah, yeah. Have to yeah, that, that. yeah that, that I can't stress enough. Like, I have suffered from most of the different types of side effects that uh, you can encounter from steroids, but none of them have been that severe in a, in a permanent biological sense. So like I never, uh, had, never had a clean, uh, no. And I never, and, or, or for, for a guy, what can happen is, uh, you know, like gyno, like you can grow, you can grow, grow breast. Oh yeah, yeah, you get the the master mast. What's it called? Yeah, yeah gyno gyno masca. Yeah, or yeah. as I like to say, manatees. Yes, exactly. Testicles. Yeah. And and oh man, and then if even if you lose, like I don't know if I can't remember what the guy's name was, but there was some guy in in the UFC. And this is like maybe two thousand two or two thousand three. But this guy, yeah, he was fighting as a lightweight. Obviously, used to be a big juice monkey. Because he had no fat on his torso, but he had these balls of glandular tissue around his nipples. Oh, like, I remember so, that. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. it's it, there was one guy who was just so fucking bad, like so obvious. That was all like, anyone talked about for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just like, what? Like, what are you doing with your life? Jesus Christ, go get the surgery. I think people were just more offended for having to see that. So yeah, well, oh, man, and just wear a t-shirt like the fat kid of the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit, eh? Listen, I'm offended every time I look in a mirror. I mean, there's always limits. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, so we have some questions from the forum. Well, the, not the actual forums, the, the Facebook group. Yeah, and um, I, I'm gonna read. Well, there's there's two. So first one uh, from GP. Uh, I I don't want to dime him out like that. Um, well, let me. Oh, well, maybe this isn't as much of a question. Cunts who take roids and then pretend to be fitness gurus to deserve a kick in the face. It's like being a professional chef and giving two thirds of the ingredients to the recipe. Admit it or fuck off. Right. OK, so I guess it is a question. Right. I, I don't I don't know where he's going with that. Well, oh, uh, I would agree. If I would agree if they lie about taking roids like or if they, they pretend that that's not like like that other third of the equation right yeah hashtag I mean, natural life hashtag yeah natural yeah life. like those guys can just all eat a dick like that's it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous and i mean and i mean it's just it's it's an obvious fucking lie it's an obvious lie nobody like anyone half serious knows you're completely full of shit and uh, and then basically th those guys are like the, like the fake black belts of, of fitness. Like that's, it's like, you know, you, you the, the thing is though, you can't get into amazing shape just by taking drugs. There is no drug for that in case you're wondering, like you still have to actually do the work. It just makes it possible to do more of it quicker. And not break. There down. is no substitute for hard. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So, I mean, on the one hand, like I think it's it's fine for these guys to say, like, I am a. I mean, although honestly, anybody who claims they're a guru of anything is kind of a just 
stupid piece of shit. But, um, but as far as just saying, like, you know, I know this, like, he, here's what I know about this. Uh, that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that as long as you're actually presenting all of the useful information. Um, I think it's gotten better in, uh, you know, sort of the fitness community in general, because it used to be that like, you know, they might mention like they have a page once a year and, uh, you know, muscle and fitness at the back of the magazine about something to do with roids, but like everybody knew everybody was taking stuff. So instead of just saying, this is what I take and this is the result I get. They, it was just like this silly mystery of like, okay, well, here's the stuff he says he does. And then, you know, what's the other half? <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, I, I just think it's, it's a self-correcting problem because everybody knows how full of shit they are though at this point. So, um, you know, I hope that there aren't too many people getting taken by that nonsense anymore, but. Uh, you know, if like, um, I, I feel bad for anybody who is and, and hopefully like this, you know, what we're talking about right now will help people get some bit better of a handle on this topic, uh, in an accessible way. Um, one other thing that, uh, or actually a couple other things that I'd like to mention that aren't, are not, uh, steroids but that are, have been useful for me are, uh, cartering, um, for, uh, like I, it's, it's helped me be leaner and have a little bit, I feel like I have better cardio with it. Um, although at ridiculous doses, which would be like, you know, the equivalent of me eating it by the spoonful for breakfast in rats, it was shown to cause, uh, I don't know, cancer of the everything. So, uh, I've been taking it for a couple of years. Everything seems fine for me, but I'm not going to recommend anybody take it. It's just, it's been, uh, well, like I found it helpful and I, I think it, it made me leaner than I ever was before. Um, and then the other one would be a butamorin that's, uh, uh, an agonist for uh, HGH production. So it, it basically is the equivalent of uh, taking two IUs a day if you take uh, 50 milligrams of abutamorin. And so that's what's roughly, you know, considered a therapeutic dose of, of uh, GH. And I found that was, that was good for like the aches and pains, recovering from sprains, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so would that show up on like, uh, the, the, uh, GH tests that they do currently in, in various sports? Uh, I don't think it would show up on the GH test. I think they would test for, um, the, the abutamorin itself and you'd, you'd fail directly for that. Hmm. Okay. Because it, 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 it is not GH and your body producing two IUs of GH wouldn't be a high enough level, you know, to set off any alarm bells because that's, there are people who do. Okay. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's only going to bring you up to sort of a 
high natural ceiling. It's not like it's not anything crazy. You know, it's not going to give you like a Neanderthal like brow ridge or an HGH gut or any of that stuff. Um, but I think that is. Sorry, what was that? I said that's good. I got that Neanderthal brow ridge naturally without any uh, uh, drugs. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I think I think we all did if we're you know on the the lighter shade of things uh, to some degree. <laughs> I don't know what the evolutionary you are, buddy, but I'm firmly entrenched with the troglodyte family. Well, I mean, I'm like the. Uh, Northern part of the northern part of the northern, like, whitest. He's extra white. White than ever whited. Yeah. Like, if uh, <laughs> if I, oh, and actually that, that's another sort of, well, performance enhancing in a different way, but nothing to do with any of that kind of performance thing that I take is uh, melanotan too, which lets me tan, so I don't get heat stroke. And... As a ginger, that was pretty awesome. I, I worked outside all summer last year and didn't die. So wait, wait. So what is that? So it's it's called MT two. And two. So I'm like half ginger myself. So I'm, I'm right. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And, and you live in the land of of uh, yeah. Like we, we don't have COVID here because so you know like not to like get way off track, but so like yesterday Ford came out and said hey we've got this upgrade to all of the police cruisers where they can just hit a button on their cell phone and we'll take the internal temperature of the cars up to 133 degrees Fahrenheit and that kills COVID. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> when, I go COVID. Out, when I go out at like 11 a.m. and get in my truck, it's already 124 degrees according to the thermometer in the truck. <laughs> so that's why like Texas doesn't have COVID. Is, is COVID the new uh, like code word for uh, minority in custody. 